The Seven Rock Life Show is about stories that inspire with people that you will admire, learning to develop new chapters in life, learning from the past, but letting the old stories expire so it gives room for the new stories you create. Our brand is about three things, victorious in your life, contributing to society, and having fun along the journey. Seven Rock Life is a lifestyle that inspires and gives back with a mission to impact the world one life at a time. I'm your host, Steve Mazurko. Thanks for tuning in and being part of this journey. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Seven Rock Life Podcast. We are excited to have you part of our community in season two. Our season one was a success with hitting over 42 countries around the world and thousands of downloads and subscribers. Now, to keep you up to date with our brand, we have our new fall collection that is now out on sevenrocklife.com. The responses have been so great with quality and the comfort of our fall collection. For the month of October, with every purchase, 20% will be going back to breast cancer awareness. So thank you for supporting our mission of our being a brand that inspires and gives back. Check out Semrock Life for new trends and represent the SRR lifestyle. Our other exciting news is our Living to Inspire Festival tickets are out. We have sold hundreds of tickets already and this will be a sold out event. I have realized from my own personal experience is that communities and environments grow you and inspire you. There have been so many doors that have been opened because of the connections I've made at conferences and events. The door that you don't open is the door that you needed to get there to the next level in business and life. So take advantage and get your ticket on livingtoinspire.com to reserve your seat for you and friends to enjoy this two-day inspiring festival. We look forward to having you all join us there at the unique and amazing Knockdown Center in Queens, New York, having our first of seven Living to Inspire festivals. Surprise a friend with a gift. It will empower you to become the best version you were destined to be. At this two-day amazing festival, you will see education, entertainment, and inspiration with TEDx speakers, pro athletes, music artists, food, networking, dancing, and so much more. Tickets will be sold out, and make sure that you guys get yours before it is too late. Keep living to inspire and living that Seven Rock life every day. We appreciate you all with all the reviews that are left for the book, the podcast, through sharing on social media, uh, posting it, sharing on stories and tags. You know, even just texting a friend to be that hero from them to help them acquire content that could change or save their life, which is our brand's mission. Have a great week and enjoy this amazing episode. Hey guys, welcome to Seven Rock Live Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Mazurko, and we are here on an amazing afternoon. We have my good friend, Mr. Asaf German. How you doing, brother? I'm doing absolutely incredible. Uh, it's, it's great to have you here. And, um, you know, a little background on, on Asaf. He's got a great resume of what he's been doing. Um, he's been in a real estate uh, world, uh, one of the top real estate in New York. And uh, I know you're going to be expanding around the country, uh, without a doubt. And he went to Pepperdine University and then Tura as well. Is that correct? I took a alternative resolution course at Pepperdine. Yep. And then, then you finished everything at Toro. Yep. I started uh, a law school in Michigan. I took classes in Pepperdine and I graduated here in Toro. He did everywhere. <laughs> and But he's um, just got such great things that he's doing. He also won 2019 Leukemia Lophomia Society uh, Award, and which is awesome. And I know you've been getting uh, overwhelmed with so many different uh, accolades with that. And every day, we were just talking the other day how you had more people calling you. And, and that's been a, a overwhelming but very blessed, uh, blessed thing, I know. 100%. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And just it's so excited. And what's so crazy is that just before we get started, because I want people that are watching on this, uh, this will be on, on YouTube and also on uh, Seven Rock Life podcast. We're in 44 countries now. Amazing. And it's just so cool to connect with you because I've seen, you know, you pop up and you knew one of our great friends, Jordan, uh, Jordan White. So shout out to Jordan. Love you, Jordan. And uh, he's the smallest dude you've ever seen in your life. Very small. Um, I taught him everything. So if you ever see Jordan, he's uh, one of the top... Uh, lifetime trainers. He's uh, 200 and like, I think 50, 60 pounds and just pure meat. I taught him everything. He's a beast. He's a beast. <laughs> but we, we were in Montauk and I remember I'm like, it's funny how just the mind is so powerful. And I'm like, man, I want to connect with this dude. He's a good dude. He's an entrepreneur. He's just got a great heart. And uh, it's funny. I walk outside and then we connect outside of, uh, where was that? Gurney's. Gurney's. Yeah. And it was a beautiful, beautiful weekend and gorgeous connected. And now you're here. I'm honored to be here. Ah, it's exciting. So talk a little bit about just your background growing up, how, what, what made you who you are today and kind of let the world into your mail and, uh, you know, what made you okay. be well, the person? 
Uh, I was born in Israel. My family moved to uh, Brooklyn uh, when I was four years old. Uh, kind of grew up with nothing. Kind of built everything I have through old school, nose to the grind, hard work. I had this mentality since I was a little boy. Um, coming from a, a country to the United States, we came here, you know, with a dream of what a lot of people have. They're trying to, the American dream and building something. And uh, as a little boy, I would, I would deliver newspapers, you know, uh, 4.30 in the morning in the shopping cart and two feet of snow. And it just made me the type of person I am with respect to my work ethic. And uh, I didn't wake up one day and decide to be this person. It's just, I'm just made up. It's part of your DNA. Yeah. How old were you when you uh, came? Four years old. Four years old. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, though. We were talking about it just upstairs. And I was with, you know, one of the real estate moguls with Manny and just uh, last week in Laguna and how you come here with that immigrant mentality where it's just you have nothing to, to fall back on. And you think that was part of your DNA and your family's DNA coming here? Com- combination of my, my father and how he raised me and my mindset and my DNA. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then when did you so walk us through just growing up in your teens and then going into school? Like what got you into real estate and your childhood and all that? So I grew up in Brooklyn. Where I grew up became very bad. So we got killed in my high school. Mm. We then had to go to school about an hour and a half earlier to go through metal detectors. My father said that wasn't acceptable. In the summer of 11th grade of high school, we moved to uh, North Babylon on Long Island. And uh, a lot of people are like, wow, you moved in 12th grade of high school. That must have been very rough. It couldn't have been any more amazing for me. Uh, I played baseball and football in high school. So before school even started, I would take the Long Island Railroad to practice every single day. Wow. So by the time the 12th grade started, you know, I grew, North Battle in a very small little area. Mm-hmm. By the time school started, I had 150 friends from baseball and football. So here I was, this new guy from Brooklyn in 12th grade of high school. Um, by the time school started, I had all these friends. So the change was seamless and it was amazing. Yeah. What, I know you love sports. Um, Live for sports. He should totally, if everybody who's watching this or listening to this, you should totally be a sport agent in the next like couple of years. Let me know where to sign up. Yeah. So if you're watching this and you're an athlete, he's going to be opening up a sport agency, right? A little shout out. Let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Show Just, me the money. What a smile. <laughs> See, I get 5% for that referral, right? No, but Done. it's, but you know, it's interesting because I maybe can you, you kind of walk you through just the things you've learned along your journey as an entrepreneur, being in real estate, being an athlete, like the things that you've extracted from that to, to make you who you are. Could you maybe walk through, because people that listen to this that are out there, what I love about podcasting, I love about just the content in today's world is that it's your learning curve, it's your shortcut to get to point A to point B, right? right? And I think more than ever, you have no excuse to, to, to not grow. You know, we were talking about modeling and how you campaigned and how you got 500,000 raise and, and what your mindset was that. I think that's applicable, you know, applicable to anything that you do. So walk us through things that you've extracted through growing up, sports, people that you met. I, I attribute a lot of that to a couple of things. One is sports. You know, to me, sports is ultra important. It gave me that competitive mindset. It gave me that drive. I didn't want to lose. I didn't want to become in second place. Two, a lot of the people that you surround yourself and align yourself with, you know, because if you have that positive mindset and energy and that competitive nature with all the people around you, it's going to more so direct you on how you want to move forward in everyday life. I have that mindset with everything I do. Um, so I attribute a lot of that toward my sports, the people I align myself with, and my father. Yeah. What your, would your parents do? My father was a cab driver. So you saw him wake up early, really, really early, and work very hard, six days a week, uh, to try to provide uh, the best he could for us, and he did a great yeah. job. What'd you take away from your parents and seeing them? Um, a couple of things. One is my father's mindset and how hard he worked and how dedicated he was. My father was a, a soldier in the Israeli army. They have to all be soldiers over there. Men and women. Men and women. Yeah. Yeah. Up until seventeen or eighteen years wow. old. So that's all they know. So, and my father was a uh, higher up in the, in the military. And then he moved here and he went from a higher up in the military to a cab driver here in Brooklyn, hmm. you know, but he had that mindset of, you know, not giving up and working hard and he instilled that in me growing up. And it's kind of one part of the foundations for me having what I have in, in my mind and my heart. Yeah. That's why you're, you're like a 4am, 5am riser. 
Every day. Every day. With a smile. Yeah. I was watching a, a showing to a, a mastermind and mentorship group that I have, and I was showing a Steve Harvey video. Okay. And if you're watching this, you should check it out. Just type in Steve Harvey, uh, Steve Harvey and how successful people don't sleep um, or they sleep very little. And he okay. said, you know, it's when, you, when you're not waking up on, say, on the West Coast, you're waking up at 7 or 8 a.m., they're already three hours ahead in, on the East Coast. Right. And I think a lot of times, like, we don't feel motivated to go out there and crush it. So I think for you asking you this question, what what drives you? Like what what gives you that internal drive? Cuz there's been times in people's life, my life, I'm sure your life where you're just like you're kind of there, you're complacent. Okay. Maybe it's a a day, couple days or it could be months, right? Okay. You don't want it to be that long, but right. what what in drive do you have in you? What motivates you? What inspires you? Uh a couple of things. What inspires me is my children is one. Yeah. Two, I generally I love what I do. I love being with people. What do you love? Like, yeah, what do you love about it? Well, I'm a, I'm a real estate attorney. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm helping people purchase one of the most amazing things of their life where they're raising their family and they come home every night and they rest their head. Um, it's just, it's an amazing thing when people are buying a house for the most part, you're very, pretty excited. You yeah. know, it's kind of big step. I mean, this place is beautiful. I'm sure you're excited when you got and you, you come home every day. Uh, and it helps me place them in areas and in their homes where they're going to they're raise their family. Yeah. It's so true though. Your home life is so key. I mean, we talk about the American dream, getting your own home because memories are, are meant, uh, are, are built in properties and built at homes, right? Built in your pools. I remember well, a funny memory was, and there's many, especially when you grow up in an Italian household, uh, like the go-kart and my sister crashing inside the fence, you know, and it just, you remember these and thank God she was good. But like these memories that are built is what we enjoy. Like we have a work resume and we have a life resume. Right. But our life resume is what we enjoy. Right. And sometimes we focus so much, and we just talked about this, on our work resume. Correct. We forget even the life that we have, yeah. which is how, you know, the seven rocks of life, similar stories. We hit rock rock bottom or kind of hit a wall in our life in two different ways. And maybe we can talk a little bit about that, not getting too into depth, but just how when you hit that rock bottom, how it, you learn from it. People never, they look at their crushing times of life as like, oh my God, but you, you create this old story, but you never create a new story from it. Right. So, so for you, from growing up and just being around that kind of um, that culture of your your family, what were some things that maybe you would have done a little bit differently, or things that you learned that really triggered you to make you who you are? Um, well, something that I wish I would have done early in my life is that balance. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I learned that balance by going through a time in life where I hit rock bottom. Yeah, and during that time, I learned something called balance, and I live by it now. Yeah. What, you know? is, what is balance for you? Like, how do you walk us through now? Well, the, the well to me, different? to be on top of my life game, if you will, mm-hmm. I need to spend my time equally between four things that are very important to me. One is my children. Mm-hmm. So I can be the best father possible. Okay. It's an obligation and a duty I have. Two is to be healthy. I learned more so than ever when I won that man of the year campaign for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society that health is wealth. Yep. Okay. Without your health, you have nothing. So I concentrate on taking care of myself and eating well and exercising, okay? The third thing is uh, making money, okay? I have an obligation to take care of my children, my family, and more of my employees, and I like nice things. Mm-hmm. And four is whatever that one person that I'm with, that woman that I'm with, I need to give her time because yep. she, she needs time yeah. and attention, okay? So f- for me, I need all to be on top. In my opinion, I need all four things. My children, health, my finances, and my loved ones. Yeah. Um, and I need to give them all the same time. Because if I'm not, I'm either taking away from one of the four things that are important to me. My children, my health, my finances, or my loved one. Yeah. So when I, when I have all those four things distributed equally, and again... I feel good. I feel amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Your, your life cup's full. It's amazing. Yeah. And I feel that about your vibe. I mean, from afar. Yeah, and it motivates me even more. I love it. And I, I speak to people almost on a daily basis that are 20 years old, 30 years, 40 year old, and 50, and they see how I live. Mm-hmm. And when I see how I, I live with, with my energy and being happy and motivated and excited, like, how do you do it? And I just kind of walk them through what I did. Yeah. You know, and small people, in my opinion, learn from their mistakes. Yep. And really small people learn from other people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I try to help them so they don't have to go through what I, I go through. I get off on helping people and making sure they don't go through what I went through. They have, they'll have a leg up. 
Yeah. Let's go through each one, actually. I think this is cool. Maybe being a father, right? Being a, being a parent, things that two or three tips or things that you've learned being a great, being a great father. Being there for my children so they could speak to me. Okay. They have issues. I, I talk to them all the time. If you have something going on, I want to be your best friend. I want you to feel comfortable in speaking with me. When they have a, a lot of events or it be sporting or school, I want to be there. It's very important because in my opinion, your presence is more important than presence. Mm. Okay. At the end of the day, they're going to remember that. Say it later. again. I hope you guys heard that because that's powerful. Well, it's, 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 it's an accurate statement that presence, my presence is more important and more powerful than presence that I can purchase for them. In 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, I want them to remember me being there for them. They're not going to remember the iPad. I mean, they might remember the iPad right now, <laughs> but they're not going to remember in 10, 20 years um, yeah. because it's going to be meaningless. But me being there for them is me more powerful. My, because my father worked so much, he wasn't there for me. I never went to events with my father. He was never able to purchase certain things that allowed us to go away places together. And now I strive to make sure I do that with my children so they have those memories and things to, to remember. And hopefully that transforms them into being amazing family-oriented human beings. Yeah. That's, I mean, I just learned something. I don't have kids yet, but that's powerful because I was saying to you growing up, what, it, what triggered me to be an entrepreneur and build a business was seeing my dad always around. I always thought he was in mafia. He's in a Sicilian guy time. I'm like, why are you always around? You have the Cadillacs. <laughs> something questionable about here, you know? And um, But that moments, those life resumes are huge. So that, I love that. That's awesome. Important. Going to the second one, what about health? Were you always good with your health? Um, when I was younger, I was always very healthy. I was never unhealthy, but I got to a point in my career where I worked so much. I had, again, I had no balance when I was younger. I spent all of my time trying to build my, my law firm and my practice and my reputation in the real estate game. So I worked so much that although I trained, I didn't eat well. And for those of you who know, Jordan would be a great example, and eating is ultra, ultra important. Yep. And you even need that balance in being healthy, and, and, that, and health is a big factor in it. So you know, now I'm very big into everything that I eat and, and training and sleeping and, you know, important to me have you noticed with when your health is on point with what you eat you're working out you actually need less sleep yeah i and i've been like this since i was younger but i i don't sleep your traditional eight hours if that's even traditional anymore yeah and uh i'm a great sleeper i sleep like a baby like once you're there you're there you're done i'm there quickly <laughs> and it's probably because my body's just wired you know those newer cars sometimes when you get to the light yeah they shut down to conserve energy yeah my body's going all day so when I sit down, my That's body funny. just assumes I'm like, it's ready to shut down and it just shuts, shuts down. down. You know, as I've gotten a little older, I've realized so many people have sleeping issues and disorders. I can sleep like a baby yeah. anywhere in a second. And, and I think a lot of times, because I've studied this uh, in mm -hmm. people's lives and people I mentored than myself, is that how a lot of times when you look at why people can't sleep at night, it's because they're thinking about like the future too far. Like... I think something with you, do you notice how you live in the present? Like you have future goals, but you're when you're with your kids, you're with your kids. Right. When you're working out, you're working out. When you're doing a podcast, you're doing a podcast. Like you're in the moment. Right. Could you maybe talk about that being in the moment with whatever you're trying to do, discovering people, relationships, business, how being in the moment's huge, especially in a world that we're so, technology is great, right? We have technology all around us right now, but learning on how to be laser focused in the moment, the deal that you're trying to get and why that's so important. Well, I mean, in my opinion, to be on top, you need to be razor sharp all the time. And we're all human beings. You know, we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. But when I'm concentrating on that, on the podcast, on that contract I'm negotiating, on that client, they deserve that that focus on them. You deserve for me to be focused on you and not be on my phone right now. Uh, it's, it's important for various reasons. Uh, one is I want you to feel the respect that you deserve. Two, I want to concentrate on you and focus on the questions you're asking me and give you real accurate answers. Um, but to me, although I'm a, I consider myself a professional multitasker, mm -hmm. if you followed me for a day from morning to night, you would, your head would spin, but yeah. I do it with a smile and I love it. And I've been like this since I was a little boy. But that's probably because you, your organization rock, and I was right. showing you the other rocks uh, just before, the, yeah. how your organization rock is important and I'm, you clear the clutter. I'm very organized. Yeah. For, well, I got. I need to focus. Otherwise, you could defocus. You came with uh, quick, the quicker. folder, and you're like, I, "This is this is kind of what we do, and yeah, this is I, the framework." This is, this is just how I 
yeah. role. It's my makeup. You but know? that's why you've created what you created. You know, and then and that's that's huge. So you have your so you have your family, right? You have your your health, mm-hmm. and then what are the other finances? Yep. So talk a little bit about finances. How you know what what have you learned in finances? And because in today's world, being a good steward of your money is so important. And, and money is not it's not a it's not knowledge. Uh, it's a behavior. Right. Right. So walk us through finances for you. Well, my finance finance comes into various different sections, if you will. I'm all about being, I told you, I'm all about being happy. I need to be happy. You need to be happy. You live a, one life. If you live it right, in my opinion, one time is enough. Mm-hmm. So with respect to my finance, I, a portion of it goes to enjoying my life. You know, some people live and save every penny. So when they're 60 or 70 or 80, they can, they'll have the luxury of doing whatever they want. But then you're, you're old and it's like you can't. I couldn't agree with you more. Can't go skydiving when you're 65. Couldn't you know? agree with more. So I, I found that balance to spend a certain amount of money on enjoying my life, going to a certain place or event or sporting event or vacation with myself or with my friends, with my children. And at the same time, you know, putting a portion of it away because I'm not going to be working, you know, 40, 50 hours a week in 25 years. I'm not going to want to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to want more time with my children or with friends or traveling the world. Yeah. Uh, so it's a balance and, you know, I, I try to align myself with incredible people who give me advice, financial people, friends. I read a lot uh, with respect to finance and what to do. And uh, that, that's my balance with respect to yeah. that finance. Who's, who's been some of your uh, role models and mentors and influencers in your life to get you to where you're at? I know your parents, you said. but My parents, mm-hmm. my children, um, athletes. Uh, I, I live for sports. Who, who are some of your uh, athletes? Yeah, it's uh-huh. so funny watching him talk about sports. All right, that's why any athletes out there, all right, get ready for his agency. Uh, but uh, you, what are some athletes that really inspired you? Um, with respect to the athletic mode, when I was a little boy, I used to love Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. It was amazing to me that he can excel in two sports. Yeah, you know, and he wasn't. He was. He was a beast. You know, um, other athletes that I followed throughout the years. Uh, I mean, you know, I live in New York. I love Derek Jeter. Yeah. It was amazing that he was able to live the life he lived in the spotlight of New York and never really got into any public trouble. To do that in New York is very rare. Yeah. But he did it. He was a, he was a champion on and off the field. Crazy. He never got into trouble. Um, and now he used that into taking the next segment of his life as being an executive, you know, for professional um, ball club. Yeah, it's amazing what you see, especially with Derek Jeter, his, the way he composed himself, the way he dealt with pressure, the way he just um, lived on and off the field. Yeah. And I think that's a huge thing is that how's your on the field in business and how's your off the field? Okay. You know, and your off the field's your life. Right. And when you have both of those, um, like the word lifestyle, I talk about this in the book, L- life is one word and style is one word. Right. So if you have style with no life and you have life with no style... It's two different words, but when you put them together and focus on both of them separately, now you have life, now you have style. And I was talking to a group last night and how, so life is kind of like, you ever have like an ice cream cone, a waffle, or a waffle, yep. a waffle, yep. and how it's, it's so good. And then the sprinkles are what, it's like the style. But if you just eat the style and eat the sprinkles, you're like, what about the cone? Right. So the life is those moments. It's those life resumes. You do the work here so that it's the sprinkles on top of the main part of your life. Right. And you've come to realize that you know uh over the past few years and but that's why you're so full yeah and, ha- and happy that's awesome yeah i and, see that with you and motivated uh-huh. i want to give back i love it yeah and what's the last the last one did we miss the last one uh, when i'm with one person dedicate that and give that person the time they deserve yeah that's important very important because they need it and if you want to be fulfilled if you want to live that life where you're coming home to somebody and have that entire family they need that attention they need that time. They deserve it. Yeah. What are some um, some cool stories of you know growing up or just uh, your your journey? I know you have multiple offices now, um, but what uh, what are some stories? Things, good things, things you struggle with, stuff that you had to deal with that, that made you who you are. Um, well, when I came out of school, you know, I had an opportunity. I had a friend of mine who owned a practice, and I uh, came out of school like most students. You know, what you learn in school and what you learn in real life are two different things. Yeah. Okay, uh, so I came out of law school. Um, I went to work for a friend who I went to college with. Great, great guy. He gave me my opportunity in life. My opportunity was in the real estate field. And I kind of just took it and ran with it. And uh, my recipe is very simple. I mean, I try to work harder than anyone else. 
I don't ever screw anybody over. I don't try to rip anybody off. And I surround myself with people who are smarter than me. Yeah. It's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. For sure. And know that when you put your head on a pillow at night that, hey, I, I treated people right. It's, it's For myself, it's very important. In my industry, we live in a pretty small world. Yeah, there are millions and billions of people. But eventually, if you want to be up here and what you do, everyone's going to know who you are. And we're more connected than ever with oh, technology and social media. Un- unbelievable. And I always look out for everyone around me. Uh, one, it's the right thing to do. And two, it comes back to me. I don't even know if I can quantify it. It comes back to me so much. But respect to other attorneys. And we look out for each other. We make our deals smoother. We work collectively because real estate um, encompasses a phrase that I use all the time, which is teamwork makes the dream work. Mm-hmm. Okay. To have a successful real estate transaction, I could be the best real estate lawyer ever, which I'm not. You can't do it alone because there's, there's a buyer's attorney, there's a sales attorney, there's a lender's attorney, there are real estate professionals, there are mortgage professionals, there are home inspectors. And to have a successful transaction, be very smooth, you need everyone to be on point. Now, again, that doesn't always happen because sometimes when people buy a home, they call their sisters, uncles, friends, brother who's a lawyer or someone who's going to hook you up, but they don't really know what they're doing. Okay, and then what we have to do is kind of just step up and either assist them or do it for them, and, yeah. it, and it's okay. What What do you think sets you apart from other people? There's always um, uh, I call it a moat, you know, like that makes you different. Um, so what is your what is your kind of moat? What sets you apart? What makes you a high commodity? Or what, a stock? what I feel does that to me in my industry is a combination of my work ethic, my integrity, and my staff. Uh, again, to be up here, in my opinion, you need to align yourself with amazing people. In my opinion, my staff is the best in the industry. Not even close. Hands down. Why? What? What? How, how, how have you built that? Like anybody that's listening to this, it that took, builds organizations. It, I, I built my staff through a lot of work and a lot of time. Um, my paralegals are ultra, ultra experienced. And they help me because... You can't do everything yourself. It's just not possible. There aren't enough hours in a day. God doesn't give you enough hours in a day to do every little thing by yourself. So to be up here, you need to align yourself with positive, like-minded, passionate people who are experienced. My paralegals are they are ultra, ultra experienced. They have amazing energy. uh, They have passion. uh, They want to be there. As much as you? A couple of them, yeah. Yeah. I have some some very rare, rare, amazing human beings that work for me. And I... uh, I tell them I love them every day. That's awesome. And they do back. I mean, if you saw my text message with my staff, it's, it's incredible. But it, I like to instill that energy everywhere I go because it's, it's important. I mean, when people around you are energetic and positive, it affects your life. When you have people around you who are negative, or mm-hmm. drama, it's, it brings you down. It slows you down. 100%. It's heavy. You know, I don't, I don't like being slow. Were there, were there times you had to kind of empty your backpack with certain people in your life? Uh Yes, of course. You know, because when you meet people, you, you don't always know exactly what they are and how they are and what they bring to the table, if you will. Throughout the years, I've learned gratefully on seeing people and reading people. And But again, they can fool you, yeah. you know, from the outside and to the inside. Um, but I've been very, very blessed. You know, my staff is incredible. Throughout the years, I've got some of my uh, staff members through one, knowing another person, um, through the industry, through my reputation, through luck, through timing. It was a combination, but it took 20 years to get to where I am with respect to my staff. But I am, I treat them like family. Um, and they're very important to me. Yeah, and it, that is important, important in building a culture, like con, not conditional love, but unconditional love, mm-hmm. where you're there for you. It's like, hey, these are the things we got to get done, but let me be, be there for you, not just for the job and business, but for your life as well. I'm, I'm and it with, seems like you have that relationship. I'm with them there for their life because, yeah. you know, our, our job is important, but it's not our life, you know? You know, there are things outside of work as we, we went over, and I want them to be happy. When they're happy, they're motivated, they're excited, they're productive, and they're doing what they do best, which is crushing it at what they do. Yeah. You know, and I, uh, I instill that. I mean, if we have amazing energy in our office. Our job is very fast-paced and stressful. But if you sat in my office for the day, we're smiling, we're laughing, we're working together collectively as a team. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's, it's amazing stuff. You going to hire me? Sold. Come on. <laughs> you heard that, right? No resume, right? We'll talk about this. Okay, okay. <laughs> what? Uh, that's amazing. Were there any? Um, were there any moments in your life where, like, I know traveling for me shifted me. 
when you travel and you just see different things. I know I was just recently in Africa when I was I was in Dominican Republic when I was uh, 15, 16 years old. Were there any moments in life or traveling that shifted you to make? Because you have a really empathetic, like strong personality, but empathetic and very graceful. Um, and you appreciate the things of life. I appreciate everything in life. I take, yeah. I take nothing in life. For yeah. So are there any like kind of moments in your life or experiences that well, well most that recently in summer i went away uh with friends to, to greece okay it was in july and we were talking to locals with experience and listen to how they're enjoying their life i had to go home they're very busy at work like oh, stay for another couple of weeks i know they're they'll go it's <laughs> so true they'll go there for like a few days and they're like oh can you stay for a month i'm like how yeah. don't worry the business will still be there yeah and they asked me to stay another few weeks and it, <clears throat> in my business, it just that wasn't really an option. The next day, I had 50 people waiting for me aligned. Um, but, you know, I've kind of saw how they live their life. And again, it opens my perspective, you know, things that I could do and things that I, I can't do. And it educates me more on, on other paths that I can follow with not working every hour of the day, you know. Again, there are more important things or other important things than just working. Yeah. You know? talked about it's about enjoying life to me quality of life is huge yep i have i have this mentality that i recently adopted i don't know where i got it from but it was like the 31 day mentality okay so like when things are bothering you and things are just kind of like not the way that you want it to be i say hey if you have 31 days to live would you be fighting about this right now would you be upset about this would you be worried about you know this job or this or that 31 days to live it shifts your whole mind just by that mentality right away so if you're fighting like say you're fighting with a mom or dad 31 days to live would you care about what your mom said or did? No, you wouldn't. And if you did, that's wrong. Right. The right? answer would most likely be no. And, and yeah. And if not, you're a bad person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Praying for you. Exactly. Right. But that happened because of seeing my mom and dad and go through health scares a couple of years ago. I, I was like so grateful for them. So whether they do things that are great or not, I'm like, I love you for who you are. Right. And and I think that's such a great way to approach life every day. I like it. And you're, you're more just free. I like it a lot. Yeah. What are the maybe three tips for people that want to start up their company or build a brand or build a company? What are a couple tips that you would recommend for people out there that are watching this, that are listening to this, that maybe want to start up their own company? One is believing in yourself. You know, to me, the only way I'm going to fail in my life is if I fail. I mm. won't let myself fail. Obviously, I can only control so me. So true. I can, I can only control me. I can't control the world. I can't control the people. But one is believing in myself. I will not fail. I will never fail in what I do because there are certain things that I can control to help my business. Two is always do the right thing. Always, always do the right thing. Even when people are not watching, especially in this day and age with social media, uh, it's very, very important. And two is just you know, taking calculated risks while also sur surrounding and you're aligning yourself with amazing people. You know, you want to make calculated risks and try to make uh, decisions, in my opinion, based on logic as opposed to emotion. Mm. And in, in my industry, you know, emotional decisions don't usually lead you in the right direction. By taking calculated uh, risks based on a logic, they do. So it's, it's those things. Yeah, I think that's so that's so right on point. And I like what you said, like making sure that you do things, whether it benefits you or not, it's just the right thing to do. It's, it's a great way to live life. Yeah. It's a great way to live life. What, what's your view on social media? Because I know we were speaking about that. I think it's the new business card in today's world. It's, it's the, new, the business, new way to connect. It's the new business card. Yeah. Um, I used to not be on social media until a few years ago. How much has it changed? It changed my entire life in a positive way. Yeah. It could be negative or positive depending sure. on how you use it. Oh, for sure. I mean, you could put things online that uh, not everyone's going to be uh, excited about. Mm -hmm. And they're, especially on social media, when they're not in front of you, people have no reservation with telling you just how they feel and that's not always going to be what you want to hear yeah but that's life and that's social media and it's, i think what's great about you and i feel this right away with you because you know just getting to know you um you know now is seeing your online life and your offline life is exa exactly the same right. and i think that's huge is how i see sometimes online life is great but then offline it's like well that person that doesn't match yeah i'm, I'm a consistent guy yeah what you see is what you get yeah, and that's that's a beautiful thing to have. That's awesome. What do you think the world when you look? How, how old are you get now? Forty-two. He's a stud. Forty-two years old. All right, look at that set of hair, man. <laughs> that's you. why. Thank God you're not Italian. All right, and I got stuck <laughs> with this. Um, but when you look at the world, right, and from maybe your early teens to your twenties to looking at the world now, what do you think the world kind of um, needs to learn 
to be better at one another, to be kinder to one another, to try to help and give back. Uh, me giving back with respect to this game has kind of just also changed my perspective of life. You know, it's just an amazing thing. Giving back and helping other people. Listen, I grew up with nothing, you know. And obviously when I was young, I grew up in a world where they didn't have social media. There wasn't, I didn't just Google anything yeah. or just, you know, I, giving back, giving back, doing the right thing, aligning yourself with the right people. Um, it changed my perspective a lot. It changed my life in a more positive way. And now with giving back, right, this is really awesome. And you got to hear just how he started this. And with being 2019 man of the year, you know, with lymphoma and leukemia society, um, raised close to half a million dollars in how? 10 weeks. In 10 weeks, right? Walk us through, because I heard this on another, you know, uh, podcast video that you guys did uh, with Dan, I believe. Dan was right? Awesome. All right. Shout out to Dan. I Dan, know you're doing great things. Dan is an absolute beast. He's great man yeah 25 years old and stud yeah but what's so cool is i learned just kind of your approach and i think their approach of what you did can relate to anything sports business entrepreneurship so walk us through how you how you got that award and how it started okay uh i just won 2019 man of the year by the leukemia lymphoma society for those of you who don't know, it's the world's largest volunteer health agency dedicated to curing blood cancers. That's so awesome. In the world. I was nominated by a former client, Devin Kulka. I sat down with him and a young lady uh, from LLS, and they said, we're going to nominate you. I'm a very passionate guy. I didn't want to let myself down. I didn't want to embarrass myself. I didn't want to embarrass LLS. So I said, before I accept this nomination... I would like to speak to a man who ran in the past and a woman who ran in the past so I can pick their brain on what this is about, what this entails. Um, they introduced me to two amazing people, Mary Jo White and Eric Bensavegna. I sat down with both of them. I, they said, Asaph, we don't want to just help you with our mindset. We want, to just, we want to be part of your team. We have a feeling that you can do something very special. So the first two people that I spoke to was a person, who, a man and a woman who ran in the past, who were very passionate and like-minded and wanted to help me. I then put together a team. Again, this is coming from someone I've had no experience in this. I've never raised a penny in my life. I've never done fundraising. I had no connection to cancer. This was all new to you. All new. Yeah. Uh, I then put together a team, which I called the dream team. Most teams in the past for this campaign had 5, 10, 20, 30 people i put together a team that started of about almost 72 people okay it became so and i don't i wanted to be razor sharp and razor focused in everything i did i ended up paying for a campaign manager i mean i run a practice i have i'm a family man i, I couldn't do this all myself i had no experience in it and this story just became more incredible as as it trickled along so what i did was i hired a campaign manager an amazing young lady who was last year's woman of the year an amazing young girl, 26 years old, lost... You know, 26? Yeah. Wow. She's the woman of the year. She lost a parent to this cancer when she was younger. Um, she worked for LLS for three years, and she was getting married. So the money I paid for her pocket, helped, for my pocket, helped pay for her honeymoon. So everything I buy was just incredible. I then put together a team. I had, I believe, six or seven people on my team. We already ran in either one or came in second place. So I started this dream team with the knowledge and experience of people that have already been there, done that. I sat down and talked to each one of them, one of them being in Costa Rica on WhatsApp. And they told me, Asaf, this is what we did wrong. This is what we would do now. I put together a little map of everything they did wrong, and I concentrated on focus on doing it right. So it was, it's a 10-week campaign. And very strict, strict rules. I believe it's from March 28th to June 6th. You can't collect a penny from anyone. But they told me what to do. And I started working. I built this foundation. I'm all about foundation. Because foundation is a very important thing in life. You know, the foundation is everything. A house, a relationship, a job. If you build a solid foundation, you're in good shape to start. You know, and to continue on. Like it's something that can last forever. Think about foundation. Not, not to dive off on that. You know, if you build a house with a solid foundation, no, it's huge. same thing, uh, a job. If you go for a job interview, if you don't have a good interview, you're not getting the job. If you go and have a first date or relationship, if your first date doesn't go well, you may not have a second date. <laughs> so that foundation is everything to me. That so, never happened for you, right? I plead the fifth. <laughs> so I, uh, I put together this team 
And it trickled. One person brought another person and brought another person of seven people who ran. I even had the record, the record holder of this record on my team. And he agreed to be on my team. Wow. Because he's such a good man that he wanted uh, this to continue on. And you know, our goal is obviously to eventually find cures. So he said, forget about my record. Let me do the right thing for society. I want to help you. I want to t- educate on what I did. I then put this team together. And uh, I started, you know, formatting how to raise this money. And one thing that they told me I had going for me is I wasn't embarrassed to ask people. You know, some people can't ask anybody for money. And again, I've never asked anybody for a penny. One of the reasons they nominated me. In fact, I asked them when you nominated, when they nominated, I said, how in the world did you find me? You know, I don't, I've never been sick. I've never done anything like this. And they said, they said, if we nominate you for two reasons, uh, one, Everywhere we go, we could be having a bagel in Brooklyn or a beer in Montauk. We feel like everywhere we go, everyone's like, oh, I know Asaf, I love him. And two, you've never asked anybody for anything in your life. One of the gentlemen who nominated me said, I've been doing things with my father's business for so many years. As soon as I call them, they know I want something. Like, oh, we'll call him back tomorrow. Like when you call people, they can't wait to talk to you. So between never asking anybody for anything and that connection with people, they think you'd be a perfect candidate. So then again, I spoke to these two people. It turned into a bigger group, and it turned into something absolutely amazing. The old record uh, of in our area was two hundred seventeen thousand dollars, and we raised you know four hundred sixty-one. You know, we crushed a, a record, and this is coming from someone who's never done this, no experience. So when people are afraid to do things in life that they've never done. Don't be afraid. You know, you got to take you got to take those risks in life sometimes. I mean, I like making calculated risks and I I try to educate myself and take a calculated risk by speaking to people who have done this. You know, uh, if they were like Asaf is just going to entail 200 hours a week and this much money and this much experience, maybe I wouldn't have done it. You know, but uh I started with two amazing people. That's why I'm all about who you align yourself with. Okay. I align I align myself with amazing, passionate, like-minded individuals. And at the end of the day, you know, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, what I was trying to do is raise money. It was very, to me, it was very simple. I was talking to amazing people. It's cancer. Mostly children. It's local. The money was tax deductible. It was simple. I just had to go out there and, and make that happen and make those connections and get those donations and sponsors. And it's incredible. I yeah. mean, it was, to me, it was life-altering. I was introduced to people, some special, amazing people that will hopefully be in my life for the rest of my life. It, it, it broaden my perspective and educate my perspective on life on just how important health is and how important it is to give back and to make a difference. I was given a, a platform, if you will, an opportunity uh, to give back, to make a difference, to have an impact. Um, it's the most amazing. After the birth of my children, it was the most amazing thing I ever did in my life. Wow. Yeah, and I, and I feel it in your heart. Oh, it's amazing. When you when you give back and you just um, you inspire, and then it also shifts your perspective when you see it did. what kids are going through, and they don't have their health. And I spend time with these children, with my children, so I can educate my children on just how fortunate they are. You know, I had a fundraiser with my children in their school district and other children in their school and in their grades to raise money. And it wasn't about the money because we raised a few hundred dollars that day. It was just educating them on giving back and, you know, and helping other people who are not as fortunate as you. I mean, one of the boys that were nominated for Boy of the Year is the same age as my son, Gavin. So when I looked at this 12-year-old boy, I thought about my 12-year-old son. It's just, uh, I wanted to make sure that when I finished this campaign, I left no stone unturned. I want to look back and know there was nothing more I could have done. And I, I feel that way. With That's a smile, awesome. you've done great things, and I know it's. Uh, it was an honor, and an, it was an it was a true honor. It was humbling, and um, I'm, I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity to even have provided that and given back to that. Yeah. God, amazing. You know what I love about you, Asaf, is that you're you know obviously your drive, your humbleness, um, but also just how give accolades to those that help you. Oh. You know when people say you know I'm self made, I'm like, well, no, like for me, I say you know we're God made, right? Universe made. But people got you to where you're at. There's no way. There's a I tribe. Would, I would have never obtained what we obtained if it wasn't for the Dream Team. Never. Every time I get an accolade, it's all about, I mean, I, I, I'm, it's the first thing I say. Is, is it would never be possible without the help of many. Yep. I mean, it was, I couldn't have done this by myself. That's great. It's a couple of things I took away from what you just did, because I'm taking notes, right? So thank you, Professor Isaf. Um, is 
modeling, you mod, you found people. So if you're listening to this and you're out there looking to grow in whatever world you want to be, entrepreneurship online, real estate, business, right? Relationships is number one, you modeled. You found people that you can model that already produced the results. Genius. It's your shortcuts, your learning curve. Reading, listening, and association. I know we'll talk about this in a little bit. You're coming to speak at Livington Inspire Festival. Um, and he's got some even more stories, beyond which is going to be so, so exciting. Um, so that's number one is modeling. Number two is you develop the team. We have this term with Seven Rock Life that's called, actually it's right there, tribe living. So it's funny, I've been studying tribes, going to Africa. Tribe is about completing, not competing. Everybody has their role. Not everybody is just like, well, I did this and I need all the accolades. No, it's we're, we're doing this together. We. We, exactly. So that's what I noticed about your campaign is modeling team. You got educated on it because why are you going to go into something without education? Why are you, men do this all the time. We try to put something together without looking into manual, right? right? So if you do that with things in life that you build, then how come in life you never educate yourself on how to what? Model and educate you on how to live that efficient life in health or business or whatever it is, right? The fourth thing is you found people that had vision. You had vision. And then the people you're working with had the vision. And then the last thing was purpose. With that, is that pretty on point? Spot on. Yeah. Spot on. And that purpose and that vision is what drives you and gives you an energy that you can't explain. Absolutely. Yeah. What What do you think is your? Uh, I'll ask you a couple more things, and we'll, we'll wrap up. And um, I'm excited to hear you speak more uh, on November 9th. Uh, November 8th and 9th is going to be awesome. But what do you think your medicine is to the world? I think everybody sometimes discover discovers their medicine a little bit differently. But what do you think? And maybe you've never heard of this terminology before. But um, what's your medicine, Asaf? What do you think you give to the world? Because everybody has their own. Um, uh, what I feel like I'm giving to the world is just to educate and to just to be a good human being and um, to be a good leader, if you will. Um, you know, a lot of people follow, especially on social media, you know, people, especially younger children, are fo- following what they see on social media. So my medicine is, if you will, to just kind of just always do the right thing and continue to give back. And again, do good even when people are not watching. You know, it's come back to me tenfold. And, and not in just material things, but just love and uh, respect and uh, just, I live by it. Yeah. I truly do. Next next 10 years for you, and maybe a little too far, but what's the next five years, 10 years for you? What well, are Well, I want to continue to evolve my real estate world, and I'll be running for judge. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. You're going to be a stud. Oof, I can't wait. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's well. awesome. And and two more things. We're all done. Uh, this is a great. I hope you guys are enjoying this, you know, out there and uh, and listening to this wherever you're at, working out at home. This is, you know, this content is content, you know, to be able to help you. Summer Rock Life's a brand that about inspiring, giving back and just giving you the best content in the world. And that's why with Living to Inspire, we we're talking about it, how it was just a domain I bought. And I said, what am I going to do with this? And then I said, let's create an inspirational festival. Genius. Yeah. And I just, it Genius. was a gap in the world. And I, I think we have a great online community, but our offline community is got to get better. I love it. And for you, what is Living to Inspire for you? Because I know you're going to talk awesome, you know, when you come there next month. But what does it mean to you? And and what is it going to uh, events or conferences or festivals like that? What, why is that important to surround yourself with people? Well, I love giving back. I, I love educating people so they don't have to go through some of the trials and tribulations that I went through. I mean, when I, when I learned what I learned, I learned through it all going the hard way. If I can educate people to, to not make some of the mistakes I did, um, to better their life and themselves by doing some of the things I did. And again, everyone is different. There isn't one way to do things, and that's what makes the world go around. You know, there are, if everyone did everything the way Steve did or Aesop did, the world wouldn't be as incredible as it is. Everybody has their own swing. Yeah, and again, it, that's what makes the world go around. That's why when I'm talking to people and they're like, well, this is what I would do, that's, that's and it's incredible. And if I could take something away from that and bring it to my life and make me a better human being, a better father, a better boss, a better athlete, whatever, I'm in, you know? And, and again, that's why... And I speak and educate real estate professionals, and and I tell them because sometimes it might be about a po- a topic that they may not be. Oh, I don't need to know about this, but you know, being well rounded is very important. And if I can just give them one little piece of information that's going to help them in their in their life and or their business life or career, they should take it. It's a knowledge is power. Yeah, yeah. You sent that on the email, and uh, I love that. It's so it's so powerful with that. It's, it's true. Yeah. Knowledge, knowledge is power. Yeah, it's your shortcut and learning curve. So. 
That's awesome. I appreciate this. And, um, you know, where can people uh, find you? I know we'll put it on the, on a podcast. This will be on iTunes, iHeartRadio and, and Spotify. Uh, on my Facebook, uh, Asaf German, on my Instagram, cool. Asaf on the gram, uh, underscore a German, uh, email me a German at germanpc.com. Um, awesome. we'll attach all that below and everything. This was, this was, this was a lot of fun. You enjoyed it. Oh, it's incredible. Yes. Listen, you know, I get off on this. I love speaking. I love educating. I love, you know, educating the world on things that I've done. So listen, at the end of the day, the whole knowledge is power thing. You get this through listening to this, going there, reading this, looking at that to be well-rounded. You can't look at one thing, you know? Yeah. You can learn something from everyone, but you can't learn everything from someone. Yeah. Well said. And then last, last question. This is the end all be all question, right? It usually stumps people, but I believe you got this, right? Okay. So this is the seven rock life nation podcast question that we finish every podcast with. So ready? So you're on the hot seat. So, if you had a billboard for the whole world to see, what would your message be to the world? One word, one sentence. So if you had a billboard for the whole world to see, what would your message be to the world? One word, one sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably, uh, the two phrases I use all the time, but I kind of went over, but I, I have to pick one of them. Um, Which one will it be? I'd have to go with knowledge is power. Why? Because when you're educated, and I don't mean necessarily when going to Harvard on, on, on life, um, it can make you a better human being where you can give back more. You could have a more productive life. You could make better decisions to better yourself or your family or your loved ones or your, your team. Um, knowledge is very, very important. I mean, and, and you attain that knowledge through life, through experiences. Um, some people more than others, but I would go with uh, knowledge is power. Love it. Dude, you're awesome. You're the man. Blessing. Signing out, guys. We'll see you guys soon. Check them out. November 8th and 9th, Living Inspired Festival, and going to do great things and already doing great things for the world. Amazing. Love you guys. Signing out, 7 Rock Life Nation. Have an awesome week and live to inspire every day. I'll never give up the fight. I see you broken and be.